Do you want to wake up feeling like you're stepping into who you're meant to be, into the best possible version of you? What if I told you that the key to your best life, health, and happiness are all around you? You just have to find what works for you. I'm Hope Pedraza, and I believe that there isn't just one way to live a healthy and meaningful life, and that all you need is a little inspiration to make changes that last from the inside out. Each week, I'll be sharing tangible tips and inspirational interviews to help you on your journey. These are the steps to take to improve your life and live with purpose. This is Hopeful and Wholesome. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the show. We are doing a super quick little nugget today talking all about potassium. I think potassium is one of those minerals that's really underestimated, undervalued. And really, in my line of work, I find that the majority of women, at least the majority of the women I work with, are deficient in it. And I really think more of us are deficient in it than we think. There's a couple reasons for that, which we'll talk about in a second. But I think it's one of those that we really... Um, underestimate really what it does for us in our hormones and our weight and our blood sugar and all that. So I want to talk through all that today. So let's first talk about what potassium is. So potassium is a solvent mineral and it's intracellular, meaning 99% of it is supposed to be in your cells. So here's why I think a lot of us are more um, deficient in it than we think. Because when we get our blood levels checked, when you go to the doctor, you get your a blood panel, right? For your mineral levels. When you get your minerals checked via your blood, this is what's going on in your blood. And, you know, I've talked about this before. We talk about minerals, but it's a very, um, it, it is what's going on right now, this blip in time, right? And so really when you get a blood test and it shows that your potassium is elevated, this actually means that you're losing potassium because it's in your blood cells rather than uh, rather than in, or it's in your blood, rather than in your cells. It's supposed to be in your cells. So when you get it measured a lot of times, and that's why I feel like it's just such an inaccurate look when we look at it at a blood panel and the doctor's like, your potassium levels are great. Your potassium levels are really high. And sometimes I've, I've actually had clients because there is such a thing as too much potassium. That is a thing. And that can cause issues. Um, I've had clients their doctors were concerned that they were too high in potassium, but it's actually that they were losing it because it was in their blood and not in their cells. They weren't able to use it. So just be mindful of that. I just don't think the blood panels are really accurate with potassium. But potassium regulates your blood pressure with sodium that works very closely together with sodium. All of your cells have a sodium-potassium pump that lets things in and out of the cell. So it helps maintain fluid balance, um, pH level, cellular permeability, right? Like what's going in and out nerves, um, contractions of the heart, that kind of gets to really important heart mineral. It lowers your heart rate, dilates the arteries. And a really important thing is it sensitizes your cells to your thyroid hormone, which means that it's basically what's allowing your thyroid hormone in and out of your cells. Every single cell in your body has receptors for your thyroid hormone, and we need potassium to let it in and out of the cells. And so people with hypothyroidism, or just sluggish, even if you've been diagnosed, but you have a sluggish thyroid, are deficient typically. And in my in my work, every client that I have with hypothyroidism is deficient in potassium. Every, I can say it's 100% of the time. So it's it's definitely a common thing. Now, deficiency is much more common than excess. And that's why I say I think there's a few reasons for that. But when and, and a lot of times too, I find that the symptoms don't really show up and they can mimic other things. So some common symptoms are things like seasonal allergies, constipation, fatigue, irregular heartbeats, uh, maybe like kind of heart palpitations, exercise intolerance where you like you feel really fatigued really quickly when you exercise, exercise or you can't recover. 
um, slow oxidation as in like slow metabolism, like things break down more slowly in the body, muscle weakness. Sometimes you have skin problems. So these things can show up, but again, it's sometimes it's hard to pinpoint because they mimic other things. That's why it's always good, of course, to get the functional labs done, especially the HTMA to see where your potassium levels are. Now I want to talk about some kind of un unknown or like overlooked real benefits of potassium. So I'm going to walk through a few of these, how it affects your weight, your blood sugar, your hormones, all really important stuff. So first, adequate potassium consumption can make you feel more satisfied. There was a study that found that women who consume more potassium eat 49% fewer calories. And now I'm not for things that are going to make you eat less because I know we need to eat, but The point here is not necessarily that it's making you eat fewer calories, but that it's making you feel satiated. So our satiety response, so the response in the body that tells us that we're satiated, that we're full, our satiety response to potassium is second only to protein consumption. So if you you think about that, protein is one of the main things that helps us feel satisfied when we're eating. And it's what triggers the hormones that tell your body, hey, we're done, we're full. Potassium is second to that. So it's protein and then it's potassium. That's a pretty big deal. So it really does help with us feeling satisfied, satiated. And that's, again, not saying we're worried about, so I, I hesitate to say this because, I, you know, I hate those things that's like the, uh, like, uh, like hunger suppressant things. Like that's not what I'm saying, but it is important to feel satisfied and for those hormones in your body to be able to tell you when you're satisfied and when you've had enough to eat, right? Second. Potassium has a significant effect on blood sugar and insulin. Potassium ha- really has insulin-like effects. So it helps get blood sugar or glucose, use those words interchangeably, helps get that into the cells. It literally is helping get your blood sugar into the cells. It's If glucose can't get into your cells, then it hangs out in the blood, and this is what creates high blood sugar, right? So potassium is crucial for getting the insulin into your, or your, the blood sugar into your cells, which is really big deal for your, your blood sugar levels. Next, potassium makes your cells more sensitive to thyroid hormones. This is what I was saying before. If your cells don't have enough thyroid hormone, you can experience typical like low thyroid symptoms, right? Like weight gain, weight loss resistance, slow metabolism, fatigue, constipation, brain fog, high cholesterol, um, dry skin, hair loss, feeling cold all the time, like the typical symptoms of hypothyroidism, even if you're not diagnosed hypothyroidism. The fact that you're deficient in potassium can prevent all of those thyroid hormones from getting in your cells. Next, potassium helps boost your energy. Potassium is an electrolyte, so it literally gives us your cells a spark, right? The electrical potential, which can translate into higher daily expenditure, better workouts, more energy during your workouts, better ability to recover, which again is why a a sign of deficient potassium is exercise intolerance. Like you can't recover. Next, potassium helps build muscle. Potassium is a key electrolyte in muscle contraction, right? It helps with muscle contraction and it's really important for carrying other nutrients to your muscles. So again, it's, it's, it's helping bring things in and out of the cells, in and out of the tissues. Building muscle, of course, burns more calories and improves overall metabolism. And it's really not, for me, it's not about the calorie burn. It's about holding on to your metabolism. And I know we talked about this in another episode, but we lose five to 8% of our muscle mass for every decade after the age of 30. So it's really important to hold on to our muscle mass and potassium is crucial for that. And then one more thing I want to mention, 
is potassium can prevent excess fluid retention because it is a solvent mineral. It's helping fluid maintain fluid balance in the body and in the cells. When it's combined with adequate sodium, because they work together, potassium can help you help keep you from retaining too much water weight, right? And, you know, if you ever feel like puffy, swollen, especially in and around your period, potassium can be really helpful for that, really helpful in just maintaining that fluid balance and preventing that excess retention. So where do we get potassium from? Well, if you ever listen to me talk about minerals, you know, the, the best, the three best ways to get potassium from your food are bananas, avocados, and coconut water. There's other foods too. Those are the best. Now, here's the thing. The ideal amount is 4,500 milligrams a day. That's the RDA for potassium, which is a lot. It's actually a lot. And that's why most of us aren't getting anywhere close to that. And your body kind of has a, a threshold for getting it from supplements. And while, yes, you can get it from in supplement form, really your body's not going to absorb more than like 900 milligrams. And even that is, is kind of pushing it. Like 300 and 900 is really what you want to do supplement-wise. So the rest you really want to get from food. Avocados, bananas, and coconut water are the best ways to get it. If you eat those every day, like if you if you make a smoothie with all three of those together, you're basically almost getting your entire day's worth right there. So they're super high. Other foods, um, think dried fruits like raisins or apricots, uh, uh, legumes, especially lentils, but other beans too. Potatoes are a great source. Winter squashes like acorn squash or butternut squash, spinach and broccoli. Um, let's see, orange juice, but which it's been fortified. So, you know, be, be mindful of that. And juice is kind of like one of those things I have mixed feelings about. So just be careful getting it in juice form because it is going to spike your blood sugar, cantaloupe, tomatoes, um, typically yogurt, um, fortified yogurts or fortified like plant-based milks, cashews and almonds. You can also get it in some um, animal-based things like chicken or, or salmon, other fish. So these are all really good sources. But again, the, the three best ways are going to be bananas, avocados, and coconut water. So add those into your diet, add those into your day. I'd love to hear where you're getting your potassium from. And if you feel like you're getting enough or you're not getting enough, because I dare to say the majority of you listening probably aren't. So start incorporating some of these foods into your body or into your, your diet and your body. It's going to go in your body, into your diet. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Hopeful and Wholesome, y'all. If you found value in this week's episode, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review to let me know what you thought. I'd love to know what you find useful in these episodes so I can know how to provide the most value I can to my listeners. And if you have topics you'd like to know more about, I'd love to hear those as well. So shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. It's at the Hope Pedraza, or you can visit my website, hopefulandwholesome.com. Thanks, y'all.